Secret Satan. A seasonal murder mystery in 24 episodes. Written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Chapter 15. Next slide, please. What every murder mystery needs is three things. Means, motive and opportunity. The motive to commit the crime, the means, the weapon and the opportunity to use it. In the case of the death of Tony Flint, we have our means. Next slide, please. The Turkish delight that was laced with enough cocaine to give him a fatal heart attack. And we have our opportunity. Next slide, please. The office secret Santa ritual, our secret Satan, which meant someone could give Tony the Turkish delight anonymously, which meant I thought all I needed to do was figure out who gave which secret Satan presents and I would figure out who the murderer was. Only it didn't work out like that because, as it turns out, Tony Flint was the person who gave the Turkish delight as a present to someone else. So that's a dead, if you'll pardon the expression, end. But there's one element we haven't considered yet. Next slide, please. Motive. Who had a motive to kill Tony Flint? Ned Fine, senior lead designer. Well, he is, as we all know, sorry guys, having an affair with Edie Letterby, our editor, which even if some of us didn't know about before this meeting, Tony Flint absolutely did. And was, in fact, emailing both of them, blackmailing them with the threat of revealing the affair to Edie's husband. There's a clear motive, right? All done. Hang on, Ned, because we're not at all done. Next slide, please. Sue Park, front-end developer and C.S. Lewis fanatic. So much of a fanatic, in fact, that you buy memorabilia at auction that you absolutely cannot afford, which would be a regrettable foible if you hadn't borrowed the money to do it from Tony Flint, which absolutely raises it from foible to a terrible mistake, because he was not the person to let something like that go easily. Two motives. Next slide, please. Radu Funar, freelance developer and subject of Tony's torment. In fact, Tony was not just criticising Radu in front of everyone else, he did that to all of us, after all, and not just denigrating his work to management and leaving insulting messages in comments in Radu's code, he was, in fact, as far as I can see, also deliberately messing up some of what Radu was making with unnecessary changes and was definitely taking credit for many of the bits that worked. I really have to apologise to Radu after this because it turns out that I am an even worse manager than I thought I was. I thought he was just a weird and angry guy, but it turns out he was being weird and angry because Tony was making his life a misery. Three motives. Next slide, please. Lem Pointer, videographer, who won the window seat in the office reorganisation lottery a window seat that Tony Flint stole from him by creeping up to Richard Balls. OK, maybe not a motive for murder, although I am now genuinely afraid that Lem is about to murder me for suggesting it, so maybe I'm not that far off. Next slide, please. The fact is, Richard Balls is probably the only person we can actually rule out. Tony Flint was not a nice person. He wound pretty much everyone here up. He was an unignorable and unedifying excrescence and he made our working lives deeply unpleasant. So motive doesn't help us all that much. We come down to one thing. Next slide, please. That opportunity. Tony Flint gave the Turkish delight that killed him 
to someone else as a present. So how did he end up getting it? And how did the cocaine end up in it? Someone must have doctored the Turkish delight and then swapped the labels, knowing that Tony wouldn't complain because he was a greedy, greedy man. So all we have to do is figure out who did that and we have our murderer. And the key question to this turns out to be... Next slide, please. When? Here's the thing. The Turkish delight was intended for Radu, but was swapped with the present intended for Tony, the secret Satan. So it can't have been swapped until both those presents were in the pile, and since I was the person who wrapped the secret Satan, I know when that was. The very last thing, the night before the Christmas party, after everyone else had left the office because I was trying to keep the Satan secret. I added Satan to the pile, put all the presents into the bag, and put the bag on the desk between Edie's and Ali's seats, in full view of the whole office. In other words, there was no way anyone could have fiddled with the presents the next day, not to the extent of unwrapping one and filling it full of cocaine. It could only have been done overnight. Next slide, please. This is kind of a warning to everyone, but it turns out Giuseppe on security is more than happy to share data if you just tell him you think one of your freelancers is fiddling their timesheets. This is a chart showing the times of sign-in and sign-out of our team's security passes on the gates in the lobby for November the 30th and December the 1st. There's Tony, the first one out, as usual, Lem a little early, and Radu's freelancer pass on the dot of 5.30 as his contract stipulates. Ned and Edie leaving together at 5.44. Subtle, guys. Sue at 6.03, and then Ali, finally, you work too late, at 6.32. And then there's me at 6.47, after doing all the secret Satan stuff. Everyone out. Now, next morning, there's me first. Beat you, Ali. But only by 10 minutes, it turns out. Then Sue, Edie, Radu, Ned a little late, Lem a little later, and Tony, as late as he can get away with. But what about in between? Next slide, please. Here, just after 10 o'clock, a freelance pass like Radu's. But wait. Next slide, please. Look at the serial number of Radu's freelance pass, then at the number of this one. Different. Not Radu's pass. In fact, this department has three spare building passes for use by freelancers. Radu currently has one, and the other two are in Ali's desk. Or were. Someone took that pass and used it to swipe in at 10.04 and back out again about three quarters of an hour later. So, I could probably get Giuseppe to check the security camera footage, but I think I already know who that person was because of my, next slide please, cup. See, I had wrapped up the secret Satan in this meeting room and I left my mug in there when I went to add the present to the bag, but when I came in the next morning, there it was on my desk, all clean and fresh. And we all know that that wasn't the cleaners, don't we? Whoever had come in and doctored the box of Turkish Delight had used precisely this meeting room, the one closest to our desks, to do it in and found my mug there when they did it. But what they did next was perhaps even more extraordinary than poisoning a work colleague because they washed that mug up and put it back on my desk. And I think we all know there's only one member of this team likely to do something like that. A person, furthermore, with ready access to freelance passes, and as I know to my cost, cocaine. A person 
who is such a capable and responsible manager that they're quite capable of murdering someone for the good of their team. Next slide, please. Ali Shepard, you murdered Tony Flint. You have been listening to Secret Satan, a workplace mystery presentation in 24 slides, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Our music is Holiday Weasel by Kevin MacLeod from filmmusic.io and our illustrations are by Jamie Lenman, who you can find at jamielenman.com. Our Christmas stories are on Spotify, YouTube and Substack and you can find links to all of these on our website, christmasstories.co.uk or you can subscribe on your podcast app. Wherever you listen, please take time to rate and review and make sure you don't miss the next episode of Secret Satan. Secret Satan.